everyone. This is uh, Studio After Hours. I'm Mason. And I'm Nick. And uh, this is a podcast that's kind of aimed at all things design. Um, we're kind of trying to talk about architecture, design, everything in between, and kind of give some of our experiences, uh, maybe share some of our opinions that we've developed in our brief little time of the world of design and maybe um, it can continue into uh, into the future, hopefully. But uh, that's that's pretty much what our goal is here. So uh, yeah, great job. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, let's just kick this off and get a brief design background. Like what's your what's your story? How'd you get into it? What do you do? So I am currently going to school for architecture, Oklahoma State University, go Pokes. And uh, looking back on it, I kind of, it's kind of funny. My family all went to OSU and this sounds, this sounds really bad, but all of my family went to OSU. So from a young age, I knew I was going to Oklahoma State. Yeah, of course. I knew that before I knew what I was going for. That's okay. And so That's my, okay. my senior year, I was kind of a little stressed at the beginning um, and was just kind of looking into what majors Oklahoma State offered. And I found architecture and I was like, man, that could be kind of cool. And I had kind of found an interest in architecture before that. And I thought, you know, the super cool modern mansions out in LA are pretty dope. Let's, let's design some of those. And while that sounds kind of funny and it doesn't sound like it has much substance to it, kind of jumping ahead a little bit, about a year ago, my parents moved into their new house Mm -hmm. and during the move, obviously you pack and you unpack and all these things. And in my room, there's a bench seat under the window. And there was one time that it was raining really hard. I wasn't there. My stepmom went into my room to check and make sure the lint, the window wasn't leaking. It was a new house. And she opened that bench seat and right there on top, there was a little book that I had written in fifth grade that was titled all about Mason. And it was, it was, it's funny, but in there, there was literally a, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I, I wrote architect. Wow. And I did not remember that. I had no connection to that all the way up until I graduated high school. I was a choir kid. I didn't do anything design related. That's pretty funny. And so now I'm here. Worked out. It worked out great, honestly, because I love it. Fifth grader Mason knew exactly what he wanted to do. I did. I did. So here we are now almost halfway through my last semester. And I would say that it worked out for sure. Yeah. I think anybody (laughs) would say that it worked out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I have... A story that is nothing like what you just said. (laughs) That's okay. I always knew that I wanted to do architecture and I don't know why. Like that was always the thing that I was going to do. That's like what I told people when they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And like, I think I, I told them architect and I probably didn't even say the word right because I, you know, I didn't know what an architect was or what an architect did. I just knew that I liked buildings And people said that I was good at drawing. So 
I, I just was like, okay, great. That's, that's all. That's all it takes. That's kind of your classic story of an architect. People exactly. tell someone that they're, oh, you're good at drawing. You should be an architect. Yeah, but like, and you know, at that age, I was like, yeah, you're right. I should. <laughs> and so that was just kind of what I always wanted to do. And you know, then growing up, going through high school, like it just never changed. I always knew, you know, I wanted to do something. You know, I always felt like I was pretty creative, and you know. But I didn't really know how I was going to apply that. And, you know, luckily it worked out. But there was one time and I've, you know, nobody really knows this about me and you probably don't even know it. But so my uncle is a practicing architect and there was a point um, we were at his house. I was probably maybe maybe 12 or 13, like sixth or seventh grade, maybe. And I walked in and he was working on a SketchUp model. And I don't even remember what project it was, but I just remember thinking like how cool it was that, you know, he had, a, you know, a city block kind of modeled out. And I thought that was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And I don't know if that was the moment that like solidified it for me because I think I already had my mind made up at that point, which sounds crazy because I was 12, but yeah. seeing that on a computer, you know, and it's just funny now because even when I open 3D models, I'm still like, I, I just think they're the coolest thing. I honestly, yeah. So that was kind of like a fun moment that I've always had and carried with me into now. So it's just cool to see like, you know, my love for architecture is now more real because I know what it is. But um, that was just kind of a cool thing. So yeah. anyway. if I If I really think back to it, I would say that I've got deeper roots than fifth grade Mason writing a little book where I just said architect. I didn't even know how to spell it. It was typed. My teacher 100% did that. <laughs> I just probably told her. And if I really think about it, it probably goes deeper than that because my go-to show when I was a little, like really little was Bob the Builder. Yeah, of course. 100%. Absolutely. And if I really think about it, I did have an interest in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was just never very prominent in my mind. Yeah. But I had that thought recently. It wasn't something that I thought about until recently. I was like, man, you know, watching Bob the Builder is probably where it all started for me. Honestly, probably for me too, because that was a great show. That was a great show. Now they've changed the animation and it looks funny, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we won't get into that. That's okay. That's a whole nother podcast episode. (laughs) What happened to Bob the Builder? What happened to Bob the Builder? Um, so if you weren't going to be an architect then, what do you think you would have done? Honestly, I have no clue. I feel very fortunate that, you know, I got to school and just loved it because if I didn't love it, it would have, it would have taken a little bit of time to figure out what I was going to do next. I was always going to be something, you know, some type of creative field, you know, maybe graphic design or something like that. But even, you know, even then I, there just wasn't a doubt in my mind when it came to architecture. Like I got here, I started school and I just loved it. And I've never, you know, the thought of not doing it has really never happened to me. And I think that, one is really cool, but it's also really strange because 
it feels like such a rarity that that happens to people. And, you know, everything else in my life is always, you know, kind of up and down and nothing is ever really solidified. But architecture has always been that one constant thing. And, you know, luckily I loved it and, you know, felt like, okay, like this is something that I could do well, you know, realistically, this is, you know, what I need to be doing. Yeah. I, well, I can't remember if I said it or not in my little intro, but if I wasn't going to be an architect, I probably would have gone to school for music of some sort. Really? Probably. In high school, I was a choir kid. Yeah, you said you were in choir. Yeah. And that's starting in sixth grade all the way through senior year. My senior year, I was in three choir classes. Mm -hmm. That was like all I cared about. That's how I met my fiance. So I'm pretty happy about it. But yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, if I wasn't going to be an architect, I probably would have tried to get into the music world somehow. Probably would have gone like music production route. Okay. I was going to say like, were you going to try to make music or like produce music? Probably. Or? I mean, producers can make music because I mean, yeah. you make fun of me all the time that you, th you say I listen to techno music. It's not, <laughs> it's not all techno music, but not all of it. Not all of it. <laughs> Some of it is. <laughs> Nothing against techno music fans. Well, no one calls it techno anymore. Okay. What's it techno called? Techno is called like, that's like seventies music. Oh, okay. 70s well, techno no one likes techno then <laughs> well that's that's interesting so you were in choir and you know so obviously you you could sing can sing so was it ever going to be you know were you more interested in just making the music or were you like writing your own songs at this time or i was definitely more interested in if i'm being totally honest for a brief moment i wanted to be like your typical edm dj i think that's kind of badass that would have been i still to this day kind of want to be an edm dj but i've yeah, had a good fallback it i mean if you can do it or just a side hobby but that's that right there what you just said is exactly why i chose to go to school for architecture because if i'm being entirely honest right up to the point of going to school i was having some doubts about like i love music and everything mm -hmm. music but I also really am interested in architecture. And the thought that I had was, okay, if I go to school for music and let, if I want to change my mind to become an architect, I then have to go back to school for another five years. But if I do it the other way around, if I go to school for architecture and I love it and I stick with it and become an architect, I can always do music on the side. You really don't need, yeah. you don't need a degree to be an EDM DJ. I, I guarantee mean, you I, none of them have degrees. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, but. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but that's, yeah. Music is probably what I would have done. But like you said, as soon as I got here, there hasn't been a moment where I haven't loved what I'm doing. Yeah. And like I said earlier, like I, obviously I was like, man, those, those houses out in LA, those are cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was so looking back on it now, that was so surface level. Yeah. What architecture is. And that's, I mean, yeah, I would still love to design one of those houses because it's so cool, but it would be for different reasons now than it was back then. Yeah, of course. Because of what I've learned and the things that I've gone through. <laughs> that sounds bad. It's not <laughs> like I've gone through anything bad, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. school has changed my perspective and Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat that you are about how I loved every moment of it. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because, you know, 
we went to high school together, but we didn't really know each other in high school. Like we knew of each other in high school. And I knew that you were in choir and um, dating your now fiance. That's really all I knew about you. Yeah. So it's just funny that, you know, we were in school this whole time and it took us until we got to college and we saw each other and we were just like, oh, like there's a familiar face. Well, I don't know if you remember this or not, but senior year, Mr. Smith's uh, physics, physics class. Yeah, that was he. You know, I remember. I mean, that was a good class, but that wasn't like the only class you and I had together in high school. Yeah. And I remember this sounds so weird, but I remember one day it was like right after spring break. My parents had told me that I was my graduation present was going to be a new car. And I was super excited about that. I had started looking. Nice. I walked past your desk one day. And saw a key fob sitting on your desk and I noticed, hey, I know what the car that is. Yeah. And so I asked you and you said you had just gotten a new Honda Civic. And I was like, no way. So I'm I, getting one of those so two. I was just flaunting my key fob. No, it was just laying on your desk. Why? And I, I don't know. <laughs> I, that's funny that you remember that. I, I don't know why. I, I was probably just so trying well. to show off. But it was in that same conversation that something kind of came up about what you were going to do. When you were done with school, when you graduated and you said Oklahoma State architecture. And by that point, I had already decided Oklahoma State architecture. And I was like, okay, this is a little freaky. And if you go back to it, like you dating, you're now fiance. You guys started dating very, very shortly before my fiance and I did. Yeah. And also, I don't know if you remember this side note has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. But there was a solid like three months Toward the beginning of our mine and Perry's relationship, that her and I, anywhere we went, we saw you and Jesse. Yeah, I remember. It that. was freaky. I just knew that I had never, like, you know, like when you see people in public that you are like associated with in a different setting, it's really strange. Yeah, like when you see a teacher in public and you're like, you don't exist outside of the classroom, yeah. like. That was just kind of weird, you know, because that was, I guess you could say that was like the beginning of our quote unquote friendship, you know, like the start, because that was really the first time we were able to like interact at school. Yeah. You know, because we were just, you know, you had were, different friend groups yeah. and in different things. And we, you know, we went to a big school. So like we just didn't, you know, you didn't get to interact with everybody. So that was like a fun class because, you know, one it was our senior year and we just didn't really care, but yeah. you know, because we kind of had com like we found common ground and yeah, you know, we're found out that we were pretty similar and you know, on similar paths. So that's kind of cool. And I am, I am thankful for that because I remember walking into our intro to architecture class that first semester, seeing a classroom full of 150 people that I, I did not know, but I saw one familiar face and as I'm not saying that I wouldn't have continued without the familiar face, but having yeah. a familiar face definitely helped. helped for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's cool. Yeah. Deep connections there. Deep, <laughs> deep roots, deeply rooted. So, you know, continuing our conversation about design, getting a little back on track here. Yes. <laughs> That was a good rabbit hole we went down, but it's time to get back. So I think an interesting topic to discuss would be, you know, what makes 
someone a designer. You know, not necessarily architecture specific, um, but, you know, can we extend that title to different people in different fields? And, you know, obviously we can touch on how it's related to architecture because, you yeah. know, when I think designer, I think of architecture, but that's because I'm, I'm yeah. biased towards architecture Yeah, because that's what I'm studying and that's what I want to be. But, you know, what, you know, what are some points that you think make someone a designer? Like, are there certain, is there a certain criteria that you have to meet in order to label yourself as a designer? Or I is mean, it just kind of a mindset? I would, I mean, I think it's a little bit of a mixture I don't think anyone can just go out and say, oh, I'm a designer, mm-hmm. but the, the word designer, I think, and I'm not saying I'm an expert on this by any means, but the word designer can be a label for so many people because yeah. the design field, when we think design field, like you just said, we're biased. We think architecture, Yeah. but the design field covers everything from architecture, graphic design, artists, fashion design, furniture design, absolutely, product design, the people that design the cell phones that are in our, I mean, that's side note. I think that's so cool. Product design is so cool. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think I'm smart enough to do it. But, I don't think so either. But yeah, it's awesome. But all, I think the one thing that all of those fields have in common is like, it's not accidental what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Nothing about it is accidental. And it's because they all have this mindset of this, these decisions that I'm making are going to have an impact somehow. And I think things that have that kind of intentional thought behind them, that is what I consider to be design. Yeah, that makes sense. So like I said, that can cover anything from a chair because it has to be comfortable. So that takes some thought to your cell phone. It has to be usable. It has to look good because people want to buy things that look good. But it also has to be, well, I already said usable, functional. And then a building for architecture. Talk about the ridiculous amount of thought that goes into one of those. Mm-hmm because that has such a profound impact on the people that use it. And it's not just architecture that can have that profound impact. It's a whole range of things. Anything that has been designed really has the power to have that kind of impact. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just my humble opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think you touched on some things I, you know, completely agree with. Um, and, me being me and knowing myself, I just wrote some things down so that I could stay on track with it. Okay. Um, so I'll just kind of briefly go through those. Okay. And these, you know, I it's just a list of bullet points that I think, you know, I said, is there a certain criteria? So I don't want this to be like, if you don't meet these bullet points, you're not a designer. Yeah, the absolute last thing that I want this podcast to come across as is us thinking that we're entitled to use that word of course and then our definition is the only definition because that is by no means what we're trying to do like i said earlier the word designer can be a label for so many people of course and it's such a 
a subjective title to give like exactly so yeah there, there's no way that someone could truly justify what it means to be a designer exactly because, you know exactly at the end of the day if you consider yourself a designer then like you're a designer yeah and i you can't that like the beautiful thing about it is that you can't argue that somebody isn't a designer exactly just because you're in a design field you know because there's i mean there's even people involved with architecture who you know like who aren't designers like who aren't sitting there you know necessarily designing the way that things are looking or working but you need those people to make it happen yeah. and i think that's with any field well and that you're doing. design goes all the way down into like Someone had to design the machine that is an airplane turbine. Of course. It's all... It's so... That is so different than a building or a mm-hmm. piece of art. Yeah. But they're still a designer. Of course. Um, okay, back to my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just kind of throw that out there. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think the first thing is it's about being aware of your surroundings. So within that, I mean... I think the one reason someone could design something is because they need a solution to a problem that they see. So being able to take an idea that you have and basically put it into action, like put it into play, be able to come up, you know, or develop certain solutions to a problem that you see relevant. And I think within that, like relevant is the key word because you know, architecture, at least, you know, kind of from my perspective, you know, designing a new building for somebody, you know, I wouldn't say that there's problems within that, right? But someone needs some type of expectation to be met. Yeah. Someone needs to, you know, fill a gap or avoid that they see. And, you know, that's kind of like where we come in to, to help with that and facilitate, you know, their creativity and use our own creativity to make that happen. Yeah. So I think it's about being aware of your surroundings. It's kind of like the first point that I wrote. Um, and then my next bullet point is just the word organization, which I think is huge. And like you said, everything is intentional. Yeah. And maybe some things happen accidental. Um, but it doesn't end accidental. Of course, right? Like you can... You know, maybe you have a hunch, you have some type of idea that, you know, you stumbled upon, you know, but getting that to the finish line takes a lot of intent. Yeah. So I think if anything, the things that happen by accident then get a lot of attention. Yeah. I know at least in the things that I've done accidentally in school that worked out, Mm -hmm. I then pursued much heavier than I would have otherwise. Absolutely. And with, with that, the next thing is just simply that everything has a purpose. Yeah. So, you know, within architecture and a lot of different fields, you're going to have multiple ideas and maybe you have multiple solutions to a problem. Right. But the whole, you know, interesting aspect about it is that, you know, which one is the best one? Um, you know, and that might be, you know, the answer to that might be different. 10 years ago or 10 years in the future. So it's about, you know, like I said, all of this kind of runs together, being aware of your surroundings, finding a relevant solution to a relevant problem. And, you know, when you're making those decisions, everything has purpose behind it, you know, because you're working towards a goal. 
whether that's individually or with a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I wrote, um, I wrote everything has a pulse. And I think that like when I wrote it, I was like, Oh, that's really good. But reading it now, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so I think what, I think what I meant was, you know, there has to be a steady flow of, of work and like, have you ever had an idea and you like, you just never did anything about it. And then like, you forget it all the time. And then like, if you're lucky, it comes back to you at some random point in time. Yeah. Um, it's that classic wake up at two o'clock in the morning moment. Yeah. Like I, I hate when that happens. So I, you know, and school has helped me basically write down any idea I've ever had. Yeah. Even if it's like, uh, man, Chick-fil-A sounds really good for dinner. I'm going to like write that down. So I, okay. (laughs) All right. That's a bit, that's a bit (laughs) dramatic, but you know what I mean? Like I get what you mean though. Like, because you never know like when that idea might be relevant in a certain situation. And it's little, it's, that can be any, any idea on any scale. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I think that is something that if we're in a position to be giving advice here to anyone listening, the big piece of advice is if you have an idea, write it down. I would say write it down. It doesn't matter what that idea is. If it's the design of a building or if it's a musical melody and you know how to write down music or if it's a poem or literally (laughs) anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily need to write down that you're going to go have Chick-fil-A for dinner. Well, I was a bit off with that example. (laughs) I don't write down my dinner plans. But um, if you do, that's fine. I'm just... I was just being, I got you. Like, yeah, I got overly you. Yeah, enthused about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I have. And I think, you know, everything that you said is super relevant and, you know, really, I think it comes down to just doing things with intent. Like you said, yeah, like that. I really like that as the more broad term, you know, just being intentional with what you're doing. Design is intentional. Of course. And if it's not, you know, then you're either just like the best, designer in the world or you know like there's there's always room for improvement yeah you know and it's like in school we come up with solutions to you know oftentimes hypothetical problems yeah right but like in a way we're practicing you know like that's basically the whole point of what we're doing is you know practicing for the real world like yeah so i think that you know even if you know, because I was talking about the idea of things being relevant and things of that nature, you know, maybe it's not relevant, but like you can create problems and then try to solve them. Yeah. Because you can create a problem a lot more, you know, that's pretty simple to do, create problems. Um, But like finding that right solution is difficult. So, you know, with intent and, you know, thinking about what's going on with your surroundings I think that's like a really good place to start with really any, you know, design problem yeah. that someone could have. Yeah. And that problem isn't always a problem that someone else has that you're there to solve. It could be a problem that you see with yourself or like something as simple as one of my friends who is going to Oklahoma state for mechanical engineering. Um, he, he has a 3d printer. Mm-hmm. And he has some decent knowledge in SolidWorks and in his dishwasher, one of the little pegs that keeps the top drawer in broke and fell out. 
So that's a problem. So he redesigned it, 3D printed it, put it back in, and it worked perfectly. That's awesome. I mean, that's a pretty simple explanation of what we're saying here, I would say. Yeah, like for sure. And, well, it's just, it's funny that you say that because architecture is such a specific design field. Like we're designing buildings and, you know, that's pretty much all that we do. Yeah. And there, you know, I'm not discrediting architecture because it's, in my opinion, super difficult and just one of those things that you're really never going to figure out how to do perfectly. Yeah. Which, is, you know, is kind of what keeps me motivated. That's kind of a secondary topic. But yeah, I mean, just having an idea for a problem, being intentional with it, and like you create a solution. Yeah. And it's like there's always multiple solutions to a problem. But, you know, like, and it doesn't matter how fast you get to that end result. It's just about, you know, the process of what you're doing. Like that is design. Yeah. You know, it's not about, you know, the pretty final product that you come up with it's about the process and you know how you go about making decisions yeah that's pretty deep yeah that is i would say here's i know we're running a little long on time but that pops a question into my head that i just have to ask please and i i think it's because it someone else could think of this question we're just sitting here saying like when you design, you're solving a problem. But that makes me even think about myself. What about, is it just possible then to design for fun? Mm. Because I, you know me, I've started doing these simple, I like doing simple little graphic designs for maybe like a wall print or something like that. Yeah. Not even because I need prints or I think anyone else needs them. I just think they're fun. Yeah. So that starts to, we might be getting a little too deep to end here. No, I mean, I think that's a good thing to bring up. And I think the answer to that is yes. I mean, of course. But I would argue that I think it always comes back to a problem. Like, for example, without saying just because you think it's fun, you know, why would you say that you're interested in making graphics um you know just like paper graphics for posters and things like that like why why do you think that you do that this isn't a test it's just i know i think it would be because i design it and i think it would be something cool that i would hang up on my wall okay so then you could so i could argue that maybe your wall is blank and you need something to go on it (laughs) you could but if i put up all my (laughs) I don't have enough room on my walls for the posters I've designed. But, but like, but I you get, see what I'm saying? I get what like, you're saying, yeah. And that's a really, like, surface-level argument. But I feel like people do, like people need something that is motivating them yeah. to design. Well, and if you think about it that way, fun could be your motivation. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, you know, that's like a never-ending conversation. Yeah. But I, I would just strongly, you know, and I think maybe that's just because that's kind of like, you know, I don't want to say that I have a design philosophy because, you know, I'm pretty new in the world of architecture and design. But, you know, if I, I would say that, you know, it would be hard for me to design something without a problem yeah. that I saw. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I feel like 
you need like you need something like getting that wheel turning in your own head of like okay well you know how do you just like sit down and create something and i'm not saying that like you know and i think it's different for different fields so i i guess i'm talking more specifically about like architecture in that terms or like creating an issue like you said your friend did you know like there was a problem and he came up with a solution for it. Yeah. So for me personally, I feel like I need something kind of pushing me like something that's kind of like itching at me, you know, to be creative, I guess is what I'm saying. That's fair. That's fair. I, that's, so, uh, I, that's a good answer. And it brings it, it brings it all back together. I, I still think that we could end on saying design is intentional. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I mean, I, that, that's a good place as any. Yeah, know, I think so. Well, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Um, for bearing this with was, us. This was a blast for me, personally. I, I had a great time. Um, So, I want to continue doing this. Hopefully, people want to listen. Yeah. If you want to listen, please do. We'll, I think the plan is to hopefully be uploading an episode every week. Yeah. Um, We might get some other people involved at some point if we can some but, interviews yeah that'd be fun maybe some classmates or professors or yeah absolutely it might even be fun to interview people that aren't even in the field of design i think we can say confidently that no one wants to hear us talk every week for no 40 minutes if i've learned anything from our friendship it's when we go on double dates with perry and jesse and they get bored listening to us just talk Perry has told me many times she has just said she hasn't said it in a mean way, but she's basically just kind of patted me on the back and is like, okay, time yeah. to move on. I think we need to go into this with the mindset of wait, like we need help. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just kind of here talking and, yeah. you know, and hoping, opinions. hoping someone finds interest in what we have to say. Yeah. Hopefully this, you know, touches base with someone somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, if it does, go follow us on Instagram. We're starting a page. It would be at studio.ahpodcast. Yeah. And from there, you can send us an email if you want. If you have any, if anyone in the field of architecture or design in general, design more than architecture, has any suggestions, comments. If you think we're a bunch of idiots for the things that we said, let us know. Let us know because yeah. we want to know. This is a, this could be a learning experience for us as well. I think it will be. And like, I, I think it'd be cool if people started giving us suggestions of topics. Oh yeah. Maybe too. Yeah. To talk about. I don't know that we'll f- have any issue for the foreseeable future finding topics. Probably not. Probably not. But, but if there's, if we can expand our list and maybe throw out something we were going to talk about because it wasn't as good as someone else's suggestion. Yeah. Then let's do it. We could do that. So. Follow us on Instagram, send us an, uh, an email if you have, or just send us a message on Instagram, um, studio.ah podcast. And, uh, we'll also, we'll also be posting on there. Um, hopefully we'll be posting at least once a week with a little like teaser into what the topic of that week's episode is going to be. Yeah. And so for sure, I think the plan is to hopefully get this on a schedule of having new episodes every Friday. That's uh, we'll, we'll see how this first one goes. Yeah, that might keep up for like two weeks, but who knows after that? Yeah, we'll do our absolute best 
to upload a new episode every Friday. And I would say that even if no one is listening, we're still going to record. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm not going to go back and listen to myself talk because I hate it, but it's yeah. fun for me. This yeah. is, this is fun. So, sure. so we'll keep going. So again, thanks for listening. If you made it this far and, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Sounds good.